Amen. I invite you to turn to the first page of your Bible, Genesis chapter 1, and we're going to start with verse number 1. Genesis chapter 1, and we'll start with verse number 1. I'm sure we may all know it, but just some things that God has been speaking to me about, I feel led to share with us tonight. And I believe God's going to do something great in the house of the Lord. Amen, amen. Give honor to our pastor, our great pastor, and Bishop Myers. Bishop, it's good to see you in person. I heard you just walk through the door there. Good to see you, sir. Amen. Amen. Always good to be in church. Yes, sir. Amen. What a powerful word he spoke about prayer. Amen. And during Sunday school this past Sunday. And uh, we are just blessed here. Give honor to my father as well. Amen. What a great, great church we have, great blessing we have. Amen. To come to his house. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, the Bible says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. God divided the light from the darkness. And what I just feel led to speak to you over the next few moments about is just simply on this subject, the cure for darkness. The cure for darkness. Amen. Why don't we go before him one more time and let's just ask God to speak to our hearts and to our minds tonight. God, we pray, oh Lord. God, we know, God, your word is powerful, God. We pray, oh Lord, that you would, God, touch, oh Lord, my lips. God, help me to speak the word that you have given to me, God, and anoint our hearts and our minds, God, to receive what you have for us. God, we thank you for your word, God, and we thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I'm sure every single person would agree that we indeed are living in dark times. It seems like as every day goes by, it seems like it just gets darker and darker in our world. Almost like the sun is setting. You know how the sun, as it, it just stays light, but then when the sun begins to set, it just gets dark, seems like real quick. But I feel like, you know, we are living in dark times, and we can just turn on the news, we can just open up any newspaper, we can just read any banner, and we can just see things that just tell us of the times, with health fading and all the scare, and you know, as the Bible says in Isaiah, the Bible says, and it seems like we can apply this to the, today, that hell is enlarging itself. And we can just see evil growing, and the Bible does say that it'll get worse and worse. And it seems like you just can't trust anybody anymore. You can't even trust the news sometimes. You can't trust what, what you read sometimes. You can't trust what you hear. It just seems like all trust has been lost. And Sometimes it feels like right is now wrong, and wrong is now right, and it just seems like I find myself just thinking that common sense has just completely gone out of this world. Anybody ever found yourself in that place over the past few months? And you find yourself asking the question, what in the world is going on? How did we get here? What is going on? And we seem to be divided on every single issue. It seems like there's a 50-50 split no matter what issue there is, whether it's politics, race, health, or whether or not we should wear masks, or whether or not schools should open. You know, just here in Brevard County, we've just gone through, you know, we've been watching it, my wife and I, and, you know, about putting our kids back in school and all these different things, and, you know, we've been watching all the 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 live broadcast and trying to figure out over hours and hours of meetings that they've had whether or not and you find so many people on one side and so many people on the other side no matter what it is 
even churches, should churches reopen? You have, you have people that are split and you just see all these things. And I just, I think it just goes to show the darkness of our world and how it is getting darker and darker. And we know that's no surprise. The Bible tells us that that will happen in the end times. But, but what I want to talk to us about today is not necessarily about the darkness. I, because it's not about the darkness in the house of God. What I want to talk to you about is the cure for the darkness. What is the answer for the darkness of our society? What, is, what should we look for? What should we be doing? And, and, and what is the only thing that you can trust in whenever all trust seems to be gone? What is the thing that where you can find unity whenever there just seems to be division? What is the only thing in our world that has the answer to the darkness? You begin to read in your Bible all you need to do is just get to those first few verses in the Word of God, and God gives us the answer. And it's, it's an amazing thing because we see that it is light that comes from God that drives out all the darkness. It is God, it is, it is His light that will drive out any darkness no matter what it is. The answer itself is God. The answer is Jesus Christ. And ladies and gentlemen, we must continually remind ourselves that the answer is not found in our government. The answer is not found in anything that this world has to offer. The answer is not found in a pill, in a drug, or in a bottle. The answer is not found in a better relationship or, or a better job or a better paycheck. But the answer to any darkness that you may find in this world is Jesus Christ. It is our God and it is his light. That is the answer that we find during this time. Let's look again, if you would, to Genesis chapter 1 and verse number 1. We see in the beginning, God, he desired to create the heaven and the earth. And it said this, that the earth was without form and it was void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the very first answer is, and the Spirit of God moved. Ladies and gentlemen, the number one thing that you and I need and the number one answer to darkness in this world is when the Spirit of God moves. That's why I'm thankful to be a part of a church where the Spirit of God moves. I'm thankful to come to church services where the Spirit of God moves. I'm thankful that people are filled with the Holy Ghost every single week in our church because it is the answer to the darkness. It is the Spirit of God that moves that begins to create light in the midst of darkness. I'm thankful because... It is the Spirit of God moving that begins to do the work. You just remember back to when you were saved. It was because the Spirit of God moved. Anytime you've ever experienced healing, it's because the Spirit of God moved. Anytime you begin to face, uh, you, you, you were able to receive deliverance, it was because the Spirit of God moved. Anytime you were able to repair relationships, it was because the Spirit of God moved. And I'm so thankful that I'm not a part of a dead church. And I, I want to say this loud and clear I don't want to be a part of a dead church we need to be a part of something where we say God have your way God move in this place and not just in our church you need to make that a part of your life you need to make it a part of your home and I know we have a lot of people joining us right now you make this a part of your life to where you say God move in my life God have your way in my life we should never be so concerned with our daily routine just like here in church we should never be so concerned with our program even though we do have an order of service there's times whenever God can just take control there's times whenever us as preachers whenever we step to the pulpit and we have a list of things that we feel like God wants us to deliver but then the spirit of God moves and we just say all right God you just take control there's got to be times in your life as well where we don't get so busy 
where we don't get so caught up with things of this world that we don't miss the moving of God in our lives that we don't allow God's spirit to move in our lives and this is the first step that we find to cure any darkness it is to let God's spirit move in you I don't care how dark it is I don't care what somebody may come from I don't care how bad your situation may seem right now it doesn't matter how dark the night may get it doesn't matter how void it may seem you look at those scriptures that that we read of that it says it was without form it was void and it says darkness was upon the face of the deep everything you can think about about being in despair it says that this was the condition where God began to do the work ladies and gentlemen it does not matter where you are it doesn't matter how far gone you are and I will talk to some prodigals tonight maybe it doesn't matter how far away from God you are let me tell you something you just let God's spirit move on you again and God can begin to do great things hey you take a look at Samson Samson made mistakes Samson messed up but God he said God just move on me again and God was able to move on him again it's because when the Spirit of God moves it can become a cure for the darkness and I say God move on us tonight God move on us tonight God move on me tomorrow I pray this becomes a part of our prayer every day God move on me God don't let me stay the same God take whatever's void in my life God and bring light into the darkness God take whatever's in me God and bring light out of it that's why you need his spirit every single day not just one time, not just a one-time experience, but you need God's Spirit. I need God's Spirit every single day. It is His Spirit in us that brings light out of the darkness. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 6, the Bible tells us, For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness... For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And he goes on to talk about how do we have this light and this, this powerful light. He says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We have this light inside of us. That's what happens when the Spirit of God gets inside of you. We are an earthen vessel. We're just a vessel that's made of earth. The Bible says we're just made of the dust of the ground. But we have this treasure. What is the treasure? It's the light of God that has shined unto us and that is in us. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. And then I love this. I'm sure you've probably heard these scriptures before. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but yet we're not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. We are cast down, but not destroyed. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm glad to know that in the darkest of hours, God's light in us, it doesn't matter what may happen on the outside. It doesn't matter what trouble we may face. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter how perplexed we may be. It doesn't matter what persecution we face. It doesn't matter how many times we're cast down. The light of God inside of us, the treasure of God inside of us, it allows us to overcome in any situation. It allows there to be a cure for the darkness of this world. Ladies and gentlemen, you may be in a dark world, but that doesn't mean that darkness has to be in you. There is the light of God's spirit that can come inside of us. There's the light of God that can shine in us. And no matter what may happen, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency inside of us may be of the power of God. It's such a powerful promise to have the Spirit of God in us. But that's not the only thing that has to happen, and that's not the only thing that happened in Genesis. Yes, in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 2, the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. 
But then the next thing we find in verse number three, the Bible says, and God said, God spoke, God opened up his mouth and began to speak. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm thankful for the word of God. The word of God is the light in the darkness. If you feel like you're overcome with darkness, you need to turn off the news and you need to open up the word of God. Because the word of God is the cure for any darkness. The word of God is the cure to any darkness. David said, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. In Psalms 119 and 105 in a few verses later in that same chapter he says the entrance of thy words giveth light it giveth understanding unto the simple you can go on and on about David and how he talked about the word of God but the number one thing he understood is the word of God it drives out the darkness in this world the word of God is the cure for the darkness ladies and gentlemen the thing that we need we need the spirit of God moving and we need the word of God to be spoken those are the things that are the cure for the darkness of this world but I tell you and I speak to myself as well we must be careful who we allow to speak into our lives we must be careful who we allow to speak into our lives when I say allow to speak into our lives I mean where we take the weight of their words we got to be careful don't entertain voices of darkness be careful what you watch and what you listen into because darkness will try to pull you in. You got to understand that it's when you have his spirit and his word that is the cure for darkness. What does that mean? That means I've got to get rid of my spirit and my own thoughts and my own words and I gotta say God I need your word and not mine I need your desires and not mine God I want to do what pleases you God not what pleases me and we we say God not my will but thy will be done that's the cure for darkness ladies and gentlemen it's when we have that mentality to say, God, you move. God, you speak. God, I know what I think, God, but what I think is insufficient. God, what I think, God, is, is, is not mixed with faith sometimes. God, what, 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 my, what I, what I want to say is not necessarily what you want to say. And that's where we find, you know, John, he brings this all out and he brings it to, to the forefront when you begin to read the book of John chapter 1. You read John chapter 1 and verse 1. The Bible says, in the beginning was the Word. And he just says, that in the beginning you just had the Word. That was it. The Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. God was just His Word. And it says, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. Listen. And the life was the light of men. And then if you jump down to verse number 9, it says, And that was the true light. Now you see a capital L. Because now the light takes form. When you begin to see capitalized letters in your Bible, I know Bishop's probably taught you all this. Because he taught me it. When you see a capitalized word in the Bible, that means it's talking about an attribute of God. Where God takes on what that is. You'll see where, he, where you know, many times if you see a capital S, that's talking about the Spirit of God. And here we see a capital L. That was the true light. Jesus Christ was the true light. Which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. And it says he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. He came unto his own and his own received him not. 
It says, but as many as received him. I'm so thankful for this verse. It says, because this is a verse for the Gentile people. As many as received him. That means if you receive Jesus Christ. If you say, all right, God, I'm going to follow after you. It says, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them which believe on his name. And then he goes on to talk about which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. If you want this light in you, ladies and gentlemen, you've got to get rid of the will of the flesh. You've got to get rid of the will of man. And you've got to say, I want to live for the will of God. It is the cure for darkness. If God can have his way in us, Ladies and gentlemen, there is nothing that is too hard for God. The only thing that can stop God from working in your life is if you don't let him work in your life. The only thing that can stop God's power from coming in, God's light from coming in. Your neighbor cannot stop it. I cannot stop the light of God from getting into your life. The only thing that can stop God's light is yourself. The only hindrance for God's will to be worked through me is me. That is the only hindrance. Don't buy into the lie, oh, somebody else is causing me to fall. Somebody else is, oh, it's because of the sins of my father. Or, oh, somebody's holding me back and not letting me do things that, that I know God is wanting me to do. Let me tell you something. You just, you just let God's will go through you, and God will do his perfect will in your life. You let God's light get in you, and it is the cure for any darkness of this world. And then it says this in verse number 14, the next verse it says, and that word was made flesh and dwelt among us. That's Jesus Christ. And we were able to behold his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus Christ was that light. He said, let there be light. And when Jesus Christ came, we saw that light visible. We saw that light come. And, and we read there in, that, in the, those first verses of Genesis that it says, God divided the light from the darkness. He said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness ladies and gentlemen we've got to be able in our own lives to divide the light from the darkness we need to ask god god help me to divide whenever i hear something god whenever whenever i think about something god whenever somebody's talking to me help me to be able to divide light from darkness god help me to be able to divide that light why because jesus is that light and if we're not careful we can begin to place our our trust on other things we can begin to place our trust, but we cannot have that. We've got to divide the light from the darkness. Jesus said to them in John chapter 8 and verse number 12, he said, I am the light of the world. He declared it for the first time. I am the light of the world. And he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Ladies and gentlemen, we can have the light of life through Jesus Christ. I uh, had an interesting experience this past week. Just a few days ago, really. I was with my, my girls and my wife and my little boy. And we were walking along the beach early in the morning. And, uh, and it was so interesting because I've, I've, I've seen sea turtles lay their eggs, but I've never seen sea turtles going, baby sea turtles going into the ocean. And it was such a neat experience because as we were walking, you begin to see little tracks everywhere. Everywhere you looked, we saw tracks. And, uh, and soon we begin to see these little baby sea turtles making their way to the ocean. 
And you could track it all the way back. And, and I, I, should, I should have given you guys the picture. We got an awesome picture of this little sea turtle going into the ocean. And, and, uh, and it, it was such an amazing thing because to, to think this thing, I mean, he was struggling. It was, it was a struggle. And we stayed there for probably five minutes as, as he would push himself. You could tell he was just this poor little guy. I mean, this big was just exhausted. And he was, he was walking and he, he was trying to get into the water and finally he was getting down close there to the water and, and, uh, and the water, you know, came up and it took him and it brought him back a little bit, but then it threw it back up, you know, and then he would try again, he would start again. And finally after five, 10, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was 15 minutes of us standing there watching him, he finally made it out, you know, into, into the big blue ocean. And, uh, and, you know, it was just such an interesting thing. And, and uh, you know, even before that, God was just talking to me about his creation. And, and, uh, and he was just kind of showing me some things in the word of God, just in my personal time, just looking at the creation of, of God and, and how, how amazing the creation is. And, you know, another thing my children and I were watching is, is the salmon running in Alaska, and there's a live feed that you can watch with the salmon running in Alaska. If you go on YouTube, you can watch a live feed of it. And it's just an amazing thing. I hope to see it in person one day. But you see these salmon jumping, you know, six, ten feet, you know, through a waterfall, swimming with all their might because that's just what they were created to do. And you know, it, it was an amazing thing to see this little sea turtle because, I mean, he was just created with the instinct there was no, there was no mama sea turtle there. There was, there was no daddy sea turtle there. There was, there was nothing there to say, all right, this is what you have to do. But it was just inherent inside of him. And you begin to study sea turtles. You begin to look at, at what causes them to be drawn to the ocean and not, you know, the other way to the, to the houses or to the, you know, to the resorts, to the roads, you know, what causes them to be drawn to the ocean? You know, they're just, they, they, I mean, they just literally crack out of the egg and pop out of, out of that, that soft sand there that's on the top. And, and they begin to make their way. And, I mean, they always just seem to find their way right. And you begin to look at it. And the number one reason why they believe those baby sea turtles are able to do it is because of light. They follow the light. They follow the light. And it's an amazing thing because they, you know, and this was the case there. I mean, this was in the morning. The sun was, had already risen. And, and I'm sure in the middle of the night, they say more of them go out in the middle of the night than anything. But as, as, they, as they go in, they, they look for the light. And they say that the, that the white caps on top of the, the waves that come crashing in, those white caps, even in the middle of the night, those will shine with the moon, uh, you know, reflection on top of them. And they'll see that white cap in the moon's reflection and they'll begin to make their way to the light. It's just an amazing thing because they understand no matter if I'm in darkness, what I need to be looking for to survive in this world is the light. And ladies and gentlemen, I've come to tell you, if we're going to survive in this day and age, our eyes have got to be on the light. Our eyes must be upon Jesus Christ. Because if we're not careful, we will be drawn this way and we will be drawn that way. That's why if you go to the beach, there are heavy restrictions on light. There's heavy restrictions on how much light you can have on your house if you live close to the beach, on how much light can be there because they don't want those sea turtles to follow artificial light. And whenever you go onto the beach, you, you shouldn't be carrying these heavy-duty flashlights and stuff if you want to see these sea turtles. But, but because these artificial light, and ladies and gentlemen, it's the same thing I feel with us. If we're not careful, we can begin to follow some artificial light. Some things that say they are the answer, but ladies and gentlemen, there is only one answer. There's only one way. There's only one truth. There's only one light, and that is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the answer. And so we must understand that, and we must grab a hold of that. Jesus Christ is that light. Don't let man-made light be your guide. 
and I feel this so strongly in the Holy Ghost. And I, I feel led, I, I feel led to talk to the camera for just a moment because I know that there's some people that have strayed from the truth of God. They begin to go other ways. And maybe you're even in the house of God tonight. But let me tell you something. If you're a prodigal, you, it is time for you to come back to the light. If you've gone away from God, God is saying there is a cure for the darkness in this world. And it's time for you to make your way to the light. You will, don't, don't start going another direction but make your way back to Jesus Christ maybe you're a saint and you have fallen asleep because you haven't been able to get to the house of God because of all of the distractions that have come in this hour and because of how we've been almost separated from our church for months and our family for months and all of these different things but let me tell you if you are a saint that has just dozed off in this hour it's time to get back to the light it is the cure for the darkness of this hour. The Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 1. Speaks very clearly and says, But of the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. He said, you know, you know how things are. Things are getting worse. He says, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord, that day when God's going to come back for us, so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them. As travail upon a woman with child, they shall not escape. Verse 4 says, but you, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope that can be said of us today, that we are not caught in darkness, that the times that we are in right now are not taking us, that are not taking our distractions, that it's not stealing our attention. You know, there's a lot of things going on in this world. There's a lot of things going on in politics, and there's a lot of things, you know, going on in, in just our world, and you know, I mean, all the health and everything that we're facing, there's, there's so, it's so easy to just be inundated with with all of those distractions but I'm telling you don't let that day overtake you as a thief it says for you all or for you are all the children of light you are the children of light and the children of the day it says we are not of the night nor of darkness therefore let us not sleep as do others but let us watch and let us be sober for they that sleep in the night and they that be drunken are drunken in the night and we've got to understand but let us who are of the day this is for you and I ladies and gentlemen this is for us let us who are of the day who are of the light be sober putting on the breastplate of faith and love ladies and gentlemen in this day and age we've got to have God's faith and we've got to have God's love we can't live on our own faith and we can't live on our own love we'll have short tempered and short uh, just a small amount of faith but we've got to put on faith and for a helmet the hope of salvation for God hath not appointed us to wrath but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. We are the children of the light. Let us not be sleepy. Let us not be, be drunken with the, with the night. Let us not be drunken with the darkness of this world. This is what the Bible is telling us. It is going to be easy for us to become drunk, to become in, in, in just inundated, to become distracted by the darkness of this world. You just become distracted by the evil that's going on. You become distracted by everything going on. But he said, but let us who are of the day be sober. Let us be clear-minded and let us look to Jesus Christ because we are children of the light. One thing about creation, I just began to study this and, and I mean, it's just an amazing thing when you look into creation and all the wonderful things that God created. But you know, one thing we know is we know that the sun will rise and the sun will set. 
The sun does not decide one day, oh, I don't want to come up. The sun doesn't decide one day, oh, I'm just, I'm just going to take some extra time. In fact, you go and look at all of creation. All of creation does what its creator has designed it to do. You look at what our world does. And I mean, you know, as if you're a gardener, you plant a seed and that seed will grow because that's what it was designed to do. You, you, you begin to look into some things, but, but one thing that is sure and that separates us from all of creation is that you and I have the opportunity to do whatever we want. We are different from the rest of creation, where the rest of creation follows the rules that God had set in place, follows that word of God that was spoken. But you and I have been given the opportunity, and we decide whether or not we're going to follow darkness or whether or not we're going to follow light. And the Bible makes this statement, and this is, this is a powerful statement. It says that men love darkness sometimes rather than light. Jane, or John chapter 3 and verse 19. John chapter 3 verse 19. It says, and this is the condemnation. That light is come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. Have you noticed that that is the truth? Seems like there is growing a more and more hatred towards the truth. Not just a tolerance for people that believe in the truth, but that evil now hates the truth. It's an attack on truth. And, and we know from Revelation that there will be a rising spirit of antichrist. Not just we don't believe in Christ, but against Christ. And until eventually there will be the antichrist. But there will be the spirit that rises up. But it says, everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. Neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But verse 21 says, but he that doeth truth cometh to the light. That's why you and I, we need the word of God. Because when we not just hear the word, but when we do truth, we come to the light. That his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 14. We just begin to read these, uh, the, these verses all throughout the Bible about how there's these contrasts between man, humanity, how humanity finds itself straddled between light and darkness. And here the Bible tells us that we should not be unequally yoked together. Don't attach yourself. You know, when they yoke the oxen, they attach themselves together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness. He said, you can't have light with darkness. It doesn't work that way. Light drives out the darkness. You can't have light and darkness at the same time. It's impossible. And he, he goes on to say, what concord hath Christ with Baal, with other gods? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? What agreement hath the temple of God with idols? And here he's now talking about us. For you are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And then he says, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Here he's saying, Now, I'm not just going to put the light in you, but you are going to be the light. And for the next few moments that I have with you tonight, I want to talk to you about this subject. That you and I, we are to be the light of God. It is what God is desiring for each and every one of us. 
Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 14, it says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all them that are in the house. Ladies and gentlemen, we cannot hide the word of God in this hour. Now more than ever, this is why the revival is going to be so great in this hour. Because the darker the night gets out there, the brighter the light of God will be in here. Because we are the light of the world. Do not hide the spirit of God inside of you. Do not hide the word of God inside of you. Those two things are what brings light into the void of this earth. Those two things, it's God's spirit moving in us God's word moving in us it is those two things that allow us to be a light that shines verse 16 says let your light so shine before men that you that they may see your good works and that they may glorify your father which is in heaven Ladies and gentlemen, let your light shine. Let your light shine. Make sure it's not you, but make sure God is what's shining through you. It's so easy right now to say, oh, I want to give my own opinion. I want to tell people what I think. But ladies and gentlemen, what this world needs is not our opinion, but it's to say, this is what God thinks. This is what God has for you. This is what God can do for you. We've got to let God shine through us it means that our will becomes secondary it means that we're going to have to kill some pride in our lives to let the light of God shine through us it is easier said than done because when somebody says something we want to respond but let me tell you something when somebody says something God also wants to respond and here's the key. If you and I can have the Spirit of God and the Word of God in us every single morning. That's why you need to wake up every morning and let God's Spirit move you. Let God's Word get in you. Because then, whenever you step out into the darkness, you have light in you that can shine. You have light in you that can shine to this dark world. And we've got to understand, and we've got to make the decision that I will not hide in fear. It is so easy to just cower in fear and to say, oh, but they don't want it. They don't want what we have. Oh, they're too far gone. And we can begin to believe so many different things, but ladies and gentlemen, do not hide in fear. Don't hide in fear of rejection. Don't hide in fear of your own insecurities. Yes, you may not have everything all put together, but if you have the Spirit of God in you, and if you have the Word of God in you, then you let God shine through you. And, and you, you can't let this, this spirit of the world, the darkness of this world, drown out the light or let yourself hide it. As the, as the song says, and as the word says, under a bushel. Hide it under a bushel? No. You know, the old song says, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. And in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, I end with this scripture. It says, you are a chosen generation. It is no accident that you were born in this hour. It is no accident you're in the church during this time. God decided to put you in the church during this pandemic, during this political climate, during this climate where nation is rising against nation and ethnicity is rising against ethnicity and all the things that we read about in the Word of God is happening. You are a chosen generation for this time. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are a peculiar people. Why? 
that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into this marvelous light. And I wonder if we can end this tonight with just that praise, with just that praise of God. If we could just show forth that praise to him. I wonder if we could stand all over the house and if you would just begin to lift up a praise for he hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light and that this praise would not just stop in this building but this praise would carry over into our social media this praise would carry over into our conversation this praise would carry over into our attitude this praise would carry over into our priorities oh God we praise you oh Lord you've called us for this hour God you brought us out of this darkness into this marvelous light God and it's not for me to keep it silent it's not for me to keep it hidden but this light is for whosoever will it's for as many as will receive you it's for as many as will receive you oh God let our light show shine before you oh God if there's any praise if there's any glory if there's any value God I'm gonna think on those things oh hallelujah Come on, let the Spirit of God move you right now. God, let your Spirit move us right now. God, let your Spirit move. Your Word has gone forth. God, let your Spirit move, God. Let our light shine brighter than it ever has before. Drive out our pride, oh God. Drive out our fear right now by the power of the Word of God and by the power of the Spirit of God. Let any darkness in us let any fear in us let any doubt in us let it be driven out by the light of the spirit of God right now in Jesus name oh hallelujah oh come on that's it let the spirit of God move God, move upon anything that's void. God, move upon any darkness that's gotten into my life. God, move upon anything in me. Oh, God, that is not like you, God. Oh, God, speak light into my life. Speak light into my life. Let there be light. And there was light. Oh, and the light was good. Oh, and the light was divided from the darkness. God, let the light be divided from darkness right now. God, some thoughts we've been entertaining, divide that, oh God, from the light of your gospel. God, dark things, oh God, that we've allowed into our lives, oh Lord. Divide it from us, Jesus. Oh, we humble ourselves to you, Jesus. God, let me be in the light, oh God. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. In the medical world, there's a disorder called seasonal affective disorder. And they say the seasonal defective disorder, affective disorder occurs in climates where there's less sunlight. So people who live in areas where there's less sunlight, they seem to get, and the symptoms include fatigue, getting worn out, depression, hopelessness, and social withdrawal. Ladies and gentlemen, you talk about spiritually speaking right now, those are things we're facing. We're facing fatigue because of things going on, depression, hopelessness and social withdrawal in our world but the the treatment for this seasonal affective disorder the number one treatment for this disorder in the physical and i believe in the spiritual as well 
is called light therapy. It's where you just get exposed to more light. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what you and I need more than anything else. The cure for darkness is to let the light of God shine. You got you to open up the word of God and let it shine in your life. You got to let the spirit of God shine in your life. And so I challenge you with this, man. Go forth. Go forth and let your light shine before all men. God's going to do a great revival. He's given us the cure for the darkness of this world. And the cure is you and I taking the light of God in us and sharing it with the world. Amen. God bless you in Jesus' name. We look forward to seeing you on Sunday. We are looking to have all of our regular scheduled services. So God bless you. We look forward to that in Jesus' name. Amen.